Greetings. I'm Kimberly Fitton, and this is Manifesting 101, the podcast special self-love edition. So that's the um, different type of music. The purpose of my existence is to bring glory to the Father, um, to the great divine, by breaking the chains of legalism and religion that make poverty the standard operating procedure instead of the anomaly it was always supposed to be. I break it down so it can forever be broken. I would like to say hello to everyone on the uni- in the universe that is listening, that is finding the podcast, that is reaching out, that are reaching out and saying how much it's making a difference. It brightens my soul and it uplifts me daily to know that the impact is truly limitless. It is because of these stories, these amazing human beings that I am doing this episode on self-love. If you would have asked me three years ago, could I have Could I have imagined that I would have manifested this because of self-love? I would have said, absolutely not. Because when I first started my manifesting journey, I attributed, I attributed it to the fact that God wanted this for me and he wanted me to have stuff. He wanted me to have things. And the truth is he could care less. I didn't really start to push the limits the expectations, the boundaries of manifesting until I allowed him to take me on this journey. I have gotten a tremendous number of emails, DMs, IMs about manifesting a specific person. I have gotten the same amount of communication about manifesting um, a better life and the undertones are all the same and the reason why I can recognize it is because it used to be me and I believe everybody has this um, type of an experience dependent upon how you grew up Um, but that coming into agreement with the spirit of rejection And all of the erroneous lies the spirit of rejection whispers to us in our inner talkings, where we have our intentions, and as soon as we set the intention, the spirit of rejection begins to utter the lie, and we operate in the transgression, sin and iniquity of believing it. So I don't want to go too far down the deep end, but we're already near the rabbit hole anyway, right? So might as well keep going. This idea of sin, it's much more complex than we've been taught. Sin, iniquity, and transgressions, there are three levels. Um, One has to do with bloodline issues, things that aren't, you don't even realize, um, but because of how that, um, works in the courts of heaven um it'll be revealed to you right so if you ever are praying and it's like 
repent for this, just go ahead and do it. And I guess I, I don't want to go there because I, I want to have a special guest on to talk about those things. But one of the types are bloodlines. You don't have anything to do with it. It's like been in your family for years and you have the opportunity to stop carrying it. But the iniquity, the iniquity begins with a thought. Um, and that's why Jesus said, if you think it in your mind, you might as well have done it because he understood the power of thought. That's what manifestation is, the power of thought driven by your emotions. So I remember, and I'm going to be, I just want to paint the picture huge for you, right? And so we're transparent, right, family? And I'm going to be transparent with you. And um, if the music is bothering you through this whole um it's going to be through the whole session, okay? So, I just, <laughs> you'll see why. Um, so, there was a married man. And um, it's one of those things where if you had met in another time, space, you would have totally been together. And this particular incident, we were both single at the same time. And they actually decided to get back with their wife. And I had sensed that, like... Oh my God, he's he's single. I, sh I and I knew that he was attracted to me. Why didn't he just shoot a shot? Because I'm not the type to really shoot my shot. I'm very traditional. Um, but I have like pandemic did push that for me. But anyway, um, totally missed the boat. We were having a conversation out for coffee one time, and it's something I kept to myself, and they kept it themselves. So it's been completely on the up and up. Um, but one time we went out for coffee and one time we went out for coffee and it came up and, um, they admitted that they, they wanted to, but they didn't think they were my type. And there was this moment where if I had wanted it to happen, it would have happened. And I remember I left immediately and as I was driving away in my mind, I, was envisioning what it would be like to be with this person and holy spirit was like knock knock it off now this person belongs to someone else stop it because not because what i was doing wasn't sin but because what i was doing would lead up to it because my imagination is so strong that it activates it remember we're talking about manifestation so the desire that I have then triggers the desire that they have for me, then triggers things manifesting in real life. And so it was then that I understood that when I create something in my mind, it's going to happen. And that's where iniquity comes in. As a man thinketh, so is he. And um, Holy Spirit presented all of these times in my life where I had envisioned it and it had happened. And it was awesome. And then times where in my weakest areas, I had envisioned being with someone and then succumb to um, sexual sin, which according to the Bible, sex is a sin to the body, not to God. Who has two thumbs and doesn't care if you agree, if you want to argue with me, don't argue with your mama. I don't care. You're powerful to disagree, but that's Bible. It's a sin to the body. God does not hold that against you and there is this part piece around the fact that we are the temple where God resides so if we create us into the body we are actually damaging where God resides and that's another barrier for us not to be able to hear him it also 
it's set up to where we always win and there's no guilt and shame and it's easily it's easy to um, repent and, and turn away from that and turn toward God having said that we have thought about things in our mind because we came into agreement with the spirit of rejection and agreeing with the thought creates a scenario where we can never win believing the opposite of what we know to be true of what's in his word of of the inheritance that we've been given in Genesis 1 and 26 allows us to live and operate in this false reality where we feel that we need acceptance where we feel that we need love so when somebody rejects us we just don't know what to do with it and it's really because we don't understand that we are love my heart was completely broken this week because I spoke with so many, um, some were my mentees and some were people that listened to this podcast that just really um, want to manifest a specific person. And when I listen to their hearts and what bothers them the most is that, that they feel that they're not wanted or not good enough. And I want to submit to you the most I've said it before and I want you guys to hear my heart because we're about to do a activation and it's going to be very powerful. You are going to have a visceral response either, you know, in tears and let them flow. Don't be ashamed of it or in extreme joy. If it starts in tears, it will end in joy. If it starts in joy, it's, you're just going to radiate from then. I mean, it's not going to be a long uh, episode this time, but I just really sensed, um, in my prayer time that this is what the divine wanted me to talk about and what's playing in the background is it's by William Augusto it's my favorite music to soak to it's called God's lap before I take us there and I want you just to prepare yourself if you're driving and you don't have a box of tissues you really should probably come back to this or just be prepared to use your shirt when these lovely, amazing human beings poured out their hearts to me. It was definitely the undertone of I'm not enough. The most underutilized supernatural technology is love. And I didn't start manifesting until I fully believed it. And the Lord took me through the levels of love. I was sitting down in one of my favorite spaces in my home and um, it was just dusk and I had white a string of white lights um, on and I lit the candle and I was just looking out and I realized that I had never danced with my father sorry it it is something that I, I could set my heart's intention to do and, and that's for the Lord I, I don't it's not really a desire now but I realized I had never, as a child, had a dance with my father. I had never been held by my father. At least I can't remember. And so this journey has been, in the last seven years, this journey has been a dance with my father. Um, it actually started out with a dance. I remember I was praying and I didn't know how to pray and I was trying to get in my word and I was just frustrated and I was sitting on my bed and I heard the Lord say, dance with me. 
Now the picture I'm going to paint is going to be hilarious and you need a little laughter right now. I had absolutely nothing on but some underwear. And I was like, Lord, I'm a little too top heavy to be dancing around. But my heart was filled with this immense amount of joy. And it wasn't my joy. It was the joy of my father looking down or looking at me and saying, oh my goodness, she's spending time with me. Like I, at this point, had blocked out points in my evening, two-hour segments to spend with the Lord. Just to get to know him, just to hear him. And I felt the joy of heaven. And so I went in the hallway and just began to dance. I had the time of my life. And each stage in that journey has been learning to dance with him. Knowing that when I curtsy, that he's bowing to me and honoring me in the dances I honor him. And the last two years have been me learning that I am enough. That no matter how love has not worked out for me the way I envisioned, that love was always working through me and for me, and that I am love, and that love is me, and I am loved by love. I am the object of love's affection. And um, when I begin to embrace and do activations and meditation surrounding love, I saw it in every point in my day and it dawned on me I, I, I was re reflecting how, what is the difference how am I manifesting the way I'm manifesting it was never an issue for me manifesting money but if that's your issue love is the answer it was never an issue for me manifesting um, promotion because I saw that as money so that was real easy but when people did not want to receive me, it was hard for me. Rejection, I'd come into agreement with rejection. And in love, especially, because I'm such a good person. And because when I love, I love hard and I'm loyal. And I really believe and trust God. Right? So I'm always going to be kind to people. I'm always going to give out more. And that's even, uh, that's like a thousand times more if I'm in a relationship with you. And so not, someone not choosing me or someone rejecting me was just so, oh my gosh. I would feel my heart ripping out of my chest. I, I, I could feel myself swallowing my feelings. I could feel my heart breaking every time I would inhale and exhale. And I remember having a conversation with the Lord where he was just like, hey, enough, enough. I began to develop injuries in my body and I was wondering why it seemed like my body was breaking down like plantar's fasciitis was showing up in my right foot and my left knee was stiffening like for almost two weeks I could not walk appropriately and I was in prayer and the Lord said you've got to let this go you got to release this and embrace love because, because you know better now. For you to continue to struggle in this area is you rejecting love and coming into agreement with rejection. And it's turning into dis-ease because it's an imbalance. Disease is dis-ease in one of the big five areas of your life and the minute that revelation was given to me I handed it over um, because what I heard was it will kill you 
And you can die from a broken heart, guys. That That is a real thing. And that's why the Bible talks about protecting your heart. Guard your heart. <sighs> Man, I wish I could just do like a thousand series about the heart because it's so much to unpack. But I did. And immediately, uh, my prayer that I was manifesting, uh, the decree was, Lord, like heal my mind concerning this. Take this. And the Lord didn't take it. He showed me how to navigate through it and to make that situation my bits. I said B-I-T-Z. How to make, how to overcome. That's what he teaches us. So that in all things I know how to maneuver when I get into those spaces. Because it's not like these things won't come. But he gives us the ability. He gives us strategies to overcome always. Not just overcome, but to be more than conquerors. Um, this activation that I'm going to do that I'm going to show you because it, it really, I want, I wanted to find a way to condense seven years of my experiences with learning to love and the levels of development that the Lord has taken me through into one exercise that you could do daily. Um, and if not daily, when you start to feel, when you start to come into agreement with rejection or you need to remember the truth, I'm going to do two types of activations. Um, the first one, uh, honestly, I got this from a mentee of mine who actually developed this um, in order to forgive other people. But I said, as, as they were telling me, I said, oh my gosh, that would be great to do for myself. And so the next, the second activation that we're going to do is same same scenario of who you are of who I'm going to tell you you are in the activation but you'll be interacting with God with the Lord so I want to give a shout out to Laura um, and so I want you to inhale exhale inhale exhale Inhale. Upon the exhale, close your eyes. And I want you to picture yourself as a child. I want you to, whatever photo you have of you as a kid, I want you to picture yourself in that outfit, running in the grass and let the grass be a little tall your hands can touch it you're just running through and you stretch your hands out to feel the blades of grass as you run through you end up going through a garden and this garden is full of lilacs and roses and lilies and daffodils and orchids and you don't stop running you just run through the flowers that are tall and almost covering your head you stop and you see this big white house the wraparound porch and two chairs they're rocking chairs made of wicker white wicker with the most comfortable cushions and 
just as a child knows no boundaries and believes that this is for them, you, as a child, walk up and sit in one of the chairs. All of a sudden, the front door of that house opens and there's an adult that comes out and sits in the other chair right next to you. You look up and you see your adult self, you as you are now. I want you as the adult to talk to your younger self. And I want you to begin to tell them just how amazing they are. You're so wonderful. do the words for you so that you can just receive it as a child, but you can see yourself in the scenario. You're so loved. You're so amazing. Enjoy this time of your life and know that you grow up to be an extraordinary human being and you are truly limitless. I love the color of your eyes, the way you smile. Don't stop smiling. Don't stop believing. Don't stop loving. Don't stop trusting. Don't stop dreaming. Create the world that you desire. You have that in you. You're so intelligent. People love you. You are desperately and wildly loved and you have amazing talents. Look forward to discovering them. I want you to motion to the child, your younger self, to come and sit on your lap. I want you to hold yourself, your younger self, and I want you to do this activation of forgiveness with me and apologize to your younger self. And after each apology, I want you to hear your younger self say, I forgive you. I apologize for every time I talk negatively about you and stifled your growth. I forgive you. I apologize for every time I made us stay in a hurtful situation, a toxic situation that was no good. And then I apologize for making us feel bad about wanting to be loved, wanting to be honored, wanting to be cherished. I just didn't know how to get out. I forgive you. I apologize for not believing in us, for not believing we could, for believing the lies of my mother and my father, for believing the lies of people that didn't believe in me and didn't believe in us, didn't see the good in us. Hug yourself. And receive the love. You know what your younger self went through. And maybe as you've been talking to your younger self, it moved from a child of five to a teenager. Or the age you were when the hurt began. 
when you first came into, re into agreement with rejection. you to let your younger child go, your younger self go, and watch them sprint with joy into the garden to play. Don't get up from your chair. Inhale. Exhale. sheet to realize that this lap belongs to a being that you cannot comprehend but you know and you sense they're familiar you are in the lap of God and I don't want you to get stuck on who and what you think the divine looks like I want you just to feel in this moment. Him giving his love to you. And I'm going to speak the word of the Lord over your life. I'm so proud of you. the fact that you remain believing and searching and seeking, asking and knocking, that you still believe. And it is my joy to expand your hope. It is my joy to expand your faith. Trust me just a little bit more. You are my child, my prized possession. I dance and I shout with joy at the very thought of you. Everything I do has been meant for your enjoyment. I am Elroy, the God who sees you. There's never been a time where I've left you and not thought of you. It is my honor to protect you. It is my honor to give you the world. I want to expand your heart so that you will know just how much you're loved. That you can have the desires of your heart, but I need you to know how much you are desperately loved. Before I formed the world, I knew you. Before I shaped the seas, I knew you. Before there were oceans, I knew you. Before I separated the sky from the darkness, I knew you. Before I created light, I knew you. You before I created the sun and the moon and the stars, I knew you. Before I structured the landscape with mountains, hills, and valleys, you were known. Before the lilies of the field were clothed, you were known. I created the world with the very intention of you. Feel my love for you. I know the very hair on your head. 
I know the grains of sand. I know the fish in the sea, the number of them. But before all of this was you, how can I not love you? You are me. From my spirit, you were formed. From my words, you manifested me in you, you in me. We are one. Come into agreement with the fact that you cannot fail and that you are loved and operate from this love and know that nothing shall be impossible to you. You can say to this mountain, be removed by using your faith in love. Whoever they were, whatever they did, has no impact on your value. You are wanted. You are wanted. You are wanted. It is so and so it is, and it can never be otherwise. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. that you embrace and operate out of love is the moment your manifestation takes place. Until you love yourself, until you understand that you'll either receive this, the equivalent, or something better, that it's all set up for you to win, until you embrace that, you might manifest your specific person and they'll go away again. You'll maybe have to deal with rejection over and over again because you keep on coming into agreement with it. And I wish there was another way I could um, make this a little bit more palatable, but there isn't. The truth of the matter is you feel that something is missing because you don't have this person or you don't have this thing. How would you feel if you manifested it? Would you be happy? Would you would you be glad? Would you have be would you have peace? Would you feel wanted? The problem is that you don't already feel wanted, that you don't already feel love, that you don't already feel happy. Because if not having someone can shift your emotion, it is the bigger issue that you think that not having them means that there's something wrong with you. My friends, they're on the same journey too. They're trying to figure it out just like you. They are a much-loved child just like you. And the more that you operate out of a need and want, the more you will repel this thing because you don't believe you're good enough for it. You don't believe you can obtain it. You don't believe you're worthy enough of it. You don't believe that you're the prize. I know because it was me. And from time to time, I revisit that space again, but I get right back out of it because I remember who I am and whose I am. That when it gets a little bit tough for me, I sit in the lap of God and I allow him to show me my mountains of rule. 
my mountain of dominion, my rulership, my throne, that I'm seated in him, that I'm never rejected. I'm never rejected. He runs after me, chases, desires, is just excited, infatuated, enamored, desperate for me. I am a tree bending under the weight of his love. And if somebody wants me, they must want me like I am already wanted. Because that is how I will know them. By his love. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to continue to send me the DMs. No guilt, no shame. If you have any more questions, you can email me at info at KimberlyFinn.com. If you would like mentorship on a specific topic like rejection, a manifesting specific person, anything, right? It's not long-term. You want a short-term mentorship, you can go to KimberlyFinn.com and do that mentorship. Click that mentorship link and you can sign up for a 15-minute discovery call. You can shoot an email as well with just what you need and we'll go from there whatever you do sit in love and listen to this as many times as you need to because I, I just want you to know you're loved I want you to know just how amazingly incredible you are you can have whatever you desire you can have whatever you desire and for those of you with children they're watching you, and if they can get it, just like you're getting it, you will continue to break generational curses. Because they will know that they're loved and limitless. It's hard being the one to think differently in your bloodline. It's hard being the first to do it, but it's possible. Ask me how I know. I only teach about what I know. I only teach about what I've applied and what I've experienced. If I haven't experienced it, I don't teach it. I love you all. You're just incredibly amazing and I want you to be great.